We're very thankful today to be joined via the phone line by Dr. Jeff Ripperda. Dr. Ripperda, thank you so much for your time. Hey, no worries. So we wanted to speak with you today because we know that you have some experience, and perhaps some is not the way to describe it, with folks who are battling addiction, particularly that that comes from fentanyl. Uh, tell us what your experience uh, with people in that arena might be. Yeah, so I'm a family practice doctor in Murfreesboro, and I got a certification way back in 2011 to treat people specifically with opiate addiction. Opiates are things like heroin, fentanyl, oxycodone, hydrocodone, um, and I've been you know, treating those people for, I guess that makes 12 years now, and I've treated about 500 people in that time. Um, it's a sad thing to have to be an expert in, but somebody has to do it, you know. Well, I came to my mind today because I read a story where the president of Mexico said that uh, that country does not produce or ingest any fentanyl or opioids, and uh, it's sort of the theater of the absurd. I know that you're in the business of treating uh, folks who are already addicted, uh, but I thought to myself, surely in the process of doing that, uh, you must hear from people about what that pipeline of drugs are like. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, that's just a delusional statement from the president of Mexico. I don't, I don't even, I, I'm not even sure what his thinking can be there because it's just objectively false in just about every way that that statement could be the case. Um, to go to go backwards, to give a little context to this, if you look at the history of opiate abuse in um, in the United States, it really opiate use in the U.S. started picking up somewhere in the neighborhood of the year 2000 and kind of peaked around 2011, dipped a little bit from 2011 to about 2015, and then kind of has spiked back up since then. Um, over the course of the, when the pandemic started and lockdowns from COVID, for reasons we don't totally understand, the opiate um, addiction sort of spiked back up and opiate overdose deaths spiked back up and um, which opiates are preferred by people who are using those drugs has changed over time. Back from 2000 to about 2010, it was primarily opiate pills, things like oxycodone, Norco, Vicodin, stuff like that. Then heroin made a little bit of a comeback somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 2015, but really since 2017 or 2018 or so, it's been fentanyl that's been the primary problem both nationally and locally in southern illinois unfortunately and we can kind of tell where fentanyl is coming from because there's a little chemical fingerprint so fentanyl made in one place looks a little bit different than fentanyl in another place because of some impurities that are in the drug so the dea has guys who are smart enough to figure out exactly where the drug kind of came from most of the precursors of fentanyl are produced in china they're shipped to mexico so china's not shipping fentanyl to Mexico technically, but they're shipping all the things that are necessary to make fentanyl and then Mexican cartels are producing fentanyl and fentanyl gets shipped to the U.S. in a number of ways. I know the, the border gets a lot of attention for concerns that fentanyl is being shipped across the border that way, but that's not how most fentanyl gets in the country. Most of the fentanyl gets to the United States on ships. Now, there's plenty coming over the border too, but those tend to be smaller shipments. The really large shipments tend to come on on boats um, that are sort of delivered, you know, in the in the cover of night to um, unguarded coastline. Um, so, you know, we talk a lot about needing border security to to decrease the flow of fentanyl into the country, but the Coast Guard needs some more boats and some more funding as well. Locally, what I can tell you I've seen over the past several years 
is people who are abusing drugs routinely tell me that if heroin is their drug of choice, they can't even really get a hold of heroin anymore because fentanyl has essentially driven it all out. Um, the drug industry is is a classic example of kind of supply and demand as well. If you want to see sort of classic unregulated capitalism, look to the drug market. Drug dealers have figured out that people will get high on fentanyl, but it's cheaper for the drug dealers at this time to get a hold of fentanyl than it is to get a hold of any other drugs. So a lot of times people are abusing drugs, not knowing exactly what they're, what they're getting. I've had a lot of people who tell me they think they're abusing heroin or think they're abusing Xanax or think they're abusing Ativan, but when we test them, and we can tell this through a simple urine test, it turns out that they're abusing fentanyl that they didn't even know was there. And the, uh, the danger of fentanyl is that it's measured in micrograms. So that's a, an incredibly tiny amount. So if you're off in your measurement of how much fentanyl you're giving someone, by, by we're talking micrograms, not grams, we're talking fractions, fractions, fractions of an ounce even, that that can be the difference between somebody just getting high versus somebody overdosing and dying. So it's particularly lethal um, just because the margin of error isn't there like it is with some other drugs. So if I'm a parent of a person who is obviously abusing drugs and you assume that it is fentanyl, obviously we talk a lot about Narcan. We know what that is. Uh, what should somebody do to try to address that addiction? So your best bet is to get on a medication called Suboxone or something called Subutex. And there, unfortunately, there aren't as many prescribers in Southern Illinois who give out that medication as I wish um, there were. The highest concentration of them are in Shawnee Health Service, which is who I work for. Um, SIH also has a few providers, but I'd encourage anybody to contact Shawnee Health Service. Gateway provides addiction services in the area and say, hey, what can you guys do to help me? Um, it's really hard once you're addicted to these drugs to stop them without medication help just because the withdrawal from them is so god-awful terrible. So a number of people who get stuck on these drugs realize that it's a horrible way to live, but they just can't stop them because the, the physical pain that comes with stopping those is unbearable. There's an actual physical pain with coming off of fentanyl? Yeah, so imagine the worst case of influenza you've had in your life, or if anybody's had a pretty nasty case of COVID. Withdrawing from fentanyl is probably as bad as that, if not worse. And that lasts about a week, if not longer. And after you get through the acute phase of it, um, you can get depressed, low energy, and um, like restless leg syndrome, which means your legs just feel itchy, burning, and like you have to move them constantly overnight. And imagine you're having all those symptoms, and you know that if you do just a little bit of your drug of choice, that all of that will, will go away for a time. So it's a major temptation for people, instead of going through this intense suffering, to just continue to use the drug. And, I mean, you can judge whatever decision somebody makes when they first start abusing the drugs, but once you're stuck on the stuff, coming off of it is no joke. Jeff Ripperta visiting with us today. We don't want to impose upon his time too much more. Uh, any last thoughts about your uh, drug addiction treatment practice that you think are relevant to the conversation? No. Just, well, I, a lot of times we see these things in the national news, and it feels sort of far out, like it's just out there somewhere, not necessarily connected to daily life here in southern Illinois. But that's not true. I've, I've personally had one patient who has overdosed and died on fentanyl in the past year. Um, you know, I specifically do treat 
people with drug addiction, so I see a lot of people that have this issue. I've lost count of how many patients I've lost to overdoses over the last 10 years, but I'm guesstimating it's in the average of one to two a year. So I, I don't want to get anybody or anybody to have some complacency in feeling like this isn't a, a Southern Illinois problem, that it's just an out, out there problem. This is um, one of those things that on the national level, it very much is reflected locally. Well, we are set to interview a Texas congressman sometime in the next couple of weeks who is wanting to use military force against the cartels over the situation. I don't know, saying I think over 80,000 people have died, maybe in the last year. I don't know if that number sounds right or not. Yeah, so the numbers that are published by the, the medical agencies who follow addiction are saying it's been about 100,000 people a year over the past three to four years, and roughly two-thirds of those have fentanyl implicated in their overdose deaths. Dr. Jeff Ripperta, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Well, I always appreciate anybody caring about what I have to say.